Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. Go to Jericho. We've got to present to this wicked ruler things that we have earned. And he said, we're going to go up this year. And Ehud led the way. And Ehud prepared. And Ehud was the man that met up with Eglon. And when he met up, they said, here's what we're going to do. When we give him the gifts, with the Lord's help, I'm going to take him out. And God helped. And they took him out. But they bring this gift, verse number uh, 14. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. But when the children of Israel cried to the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gerah, a Benjamite, a man left-handed. And by him the children of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. So they bring this present, and God begins to work. And the Bible says of this man, Eglon, verse number 17, He was a very fat man. Uh, People say the Bible's boring, but uh, I I don't find it that way at all. You read this story, there's nothing boring about it at all. I mean, where else can you get a story like this? I love this story. This is exciting. He was a very fat man. Folks, I want you to know something about the flesh. I want you to know something about our sin nature. It is obese. It is out of proportion. It is not right. Obesity causes lots of trouble. And I'll just tell you something. If you allow your indulgences, your fleshly indulgences, to become obese and out of proportion, then you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. The Bible paints a vivid picture of this man, Eglon, and he was a man that was ruled by his flesh. He was a very fat man. The Bible says in verse 19, He himself turned again from the quarries that were by Gilgal, that was Ehud, and said, Ehud speaking to the king, he says, I have a secret errand unto thee, O king, who said, the king says, keep silence. And all that stood by him went out from him. And Ehud came unto him as he was sitting in a summer parlor, which he had for himself alone. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mr. Ehud, uh, Ehud, he has he was invited into a summer parlor for Mr. Uh, Eglon. He had his very own parlor. The Bible says for himself alone. Now I just don't want to skip over some of these details because I think the Bible's painting this picture. So you got this big fat guy, Eglon. He's receiving his gifts. He says when the when Ehud says I've got something special for you. I can see Eglon's ears perk up, and he's like, okay. He says, shh, shh, I want it all by myself. He sends everybody out. And when he sends everybody out, he goes into his summer parlor. How many of you knew that there was a summer parlor in the Bible? <laughs> he goes into his summer parlor that he made for himself alone. Here's what Eglon was. Eglon was a selfish man. And the flesh is selfish. You know, we're so tempted to be selfish. When you, when, you, when you cry out and do things that because you're angry, why do you do that? It's because you're selfish. You want your way. When a little kid does it, we call it throwing a fit. 
When an adult does it, we say, we call it whatever we call it. We excuse it away. I was just mad. It's a little fit. It's wickedness, selfishness. And this man, Eglon, man, he was selfish. He ate too much. He was too leisurely. He was selfish. And folks, I want you to know something. When we indulge in the sins of the flesh, it's just because we're selfish. And may God help us to get victory over that. As a matter of fact, may the Lord help us to get a long-term victory over the flesh. And Ahud, the left-handed judge, teaches us how to get long-term victory over the flesh. Here's the plan for long-term victory. Number one, trust God and do not make excuses for the flesh. How can I have long-term victory over the flesh? Trust God and do not make excuses for the flesh. The Bible says in verse 15, When the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ahud, the son of Gerah. Now, who did God raise up? God raised up Ahud, the son of Gerah. Now, God had a plan for this man's life. As we look a little bit further, we see that he wasn't the person that you would have chosen. The Bible says uh, a Benjamite, a man left-handed, and by him the children of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. Now, he was not a normal guy. He was left-handed. Now, when we read this, we have to study and understand the context of the Scripture and how this was presented at the time. It was not, it's nothing wrong with being left-handed, but it is interesting that Benjamin, his name literally means the son of my right hand, and he has this son who is Ahud down his line, and Ahud was left-handed. We believe, as you study this passage of Scripture, most commentators believe that they emphasize the fact that he was left-handed because he probably had a disability in his right hand. Uh, either way, if he was unusually left-handed and had no use, no good use of his right hand, that's how I am right-handed. I'm right-handed and have no real good use of my left hand. And some people say, I'm right-handed, but I bat left-handed. I think, I can't even think about it. I can't do anything left-handed. You can forget it. If I tried to write left-handed, it's hysterical. I always wanted when I was in school to break my right hand if I broke one so I didn't have to write because the Lord only knew that I couldn't write with my left hand and I'd have got out of schoolwork for sure. There's no doubt. But this guy, any way you look at it, he was left-handed. Most likely he was disabled. Even if he wasn't disabled, he would have been looked at as peculiar and unusual. And in the superstition of the day, they'd have thought, I don't know about this guy. And they wouldn't have expected him to be able to do something great. But I'll tell you what God did. God uses people that none of us expect to do anything great, to do his greatest work, because we, if we're going to have victory over the flesh, need to trust in God and not make excuses for the flesh. You see, we excuse ourselves. It would have been easy for Ahud to say, I'm sorry, count me out, I'm not going to do this because, you know, I'm left-handed. Count me out, I'm not going to do this, you know, I'm disabled. Count me out, you know, I just don't, you know, I can't do that. And I hate to hear Christian people who are in, under the bondage of sin who say, I can't get victory over that. I'll just tell you, that's not true. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
And the pressures of the outside cannot and are not greater than the strength that comes from knowing the Lord and resting in the Lord. I'll tell you what we do. The easy way out often is to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. But it's exactly the reason why we continue to fall into the traps and snares of the devil and waste our lives and ruin our lives because we excuse away sin. Ahud, the Bible makes it very plain, he was left-handed. He was handicapped. He was peculiar and unusual. He had reason to make excuses, but he didn't. Why? Because God raised him up. And because God had changed his life and because God wanted to use him. And I'll have you know something. Stop making excuses why you can't live in the power of the Spirit. Why you cannot have victory over sin. God will raise you up and God will strengthen you and God will enable you. You see, if we're going to have long-term victory over the flesh, we must trust God and not make excuses for the flesh. Nothing drives me more crazy than excusing our sin. Please stop excusing away your sin and trust in the Lord that has given you the ability to get over it and beyond it and give you victory. Trust God. Do not make excuses for the flesh. Number two, a plan for long-term victory over the flesh Prepare wisely. Prepare wisely. Look what, look what Ahud did. The Bible says in verse number 16, Ahud made him a dagger which had two edges of a cubit length, and he did gird it under his raiment upon his right thigh. So here's some things that Ahud did. Ahud knew that if he was going to conquer this enemy, God had put a plan in his heart that he was going to have to prepare. So the Bible says that Ahud made himself a dagger. The dagger had two edges. There's lots of ideas as you study and read commentators about the purpose of this. He needed a knife. He needed something that would be quiet because the king would be surrounded. He needed something that was effective. So he made himself a two-edged dagger. And the dagger was a cubit length. The cubit length was 18 inches. It's normally considered like from the elbow to the tip of your finger. The dagger was about 18 inches long. So he was thinking, he said, now I need something that's sharp and effective. I need something that is long enough. He was planning. He said, this dude is fat. And if I'm going to get where the, it counts, I'm going to have to go deep. So he gets his 18-inch, two-edged dagger. And here's what the Bible says. He, verse number 6, he girded under his raiment upon his right thigh. So he put it on his right thigh. Twice in this passage of Scripture, the Bible says that he puts it on his right thigh. I don't know if he hid it inside of his thigh or on the outside of his thigh, probably on the outside of his thigh. A lot of commentators want to uh, reference the fact that if uh, it was normal for a man to carry a, his weapon on his right hand, uh, on his left thigh, and pull, crawl, draw across. At any rate, they said it would have been, he would have been highly unsuspicious being a man that was handicapped, left-handed, and he had his knife hidden under his raiment on his right thigh. What did he do? I think it's neat, the details that the Bible gives. But the bottom line is he prepared wisely. How am I going to get victory over the flesh? Prepare wisely. You know, and I don't, the weaknesses of your flesh. How many of you through the years, it's been made really clear, where you have shortcomings and weakness, you know the sin that does easily beset you. How many of you know what that is? Would you raise your hand? 
I do. I know, I know my weaknesses. I don't know all of them, but I know them. And I know some things that need to be avoided. What did he do? He said, I'm getting ready to face the enemy. And if I'm going to face the enemy, I'm going to have to make a two-edged dagger that's long enough. I'm going to have to put it in the proper place where I can reach it when I need it. I'm going to have to keep it somewhere where it won't be found. I'm going to have to think this through and prepare. How am I going to have long-term victory over the flesh? I'm going to have to prepare wisely. Hey, look, there are certain things that you need to stay away from. There are places that you shouldn't go. There are some situations that you shouldn't allow in your life. There are times, folks, you shouldn't have your phone out. There are times, folks, that you shouldn't be watching the TV with the TV changer. There are certain things that you should avoid. And I couldn't begin to give all the details or all the scenarios or possibilities. But you've identified and God has shown you the weakness that you have. And you need to prepare wisely to prevent that type of trouble or situation. Or prepare wisely so that you can strengthen your spirit and strengthen your flesh. You know, a wise preparation to avoid temptation is to set aside time every day when you read God's Word. Wise preparation to overcome the flesh is to faithfully attend the Sunday night meeting, the Chilhowee Baptist Church. Thank you for being here. Wise preparation is to make sure your kids are in Sunday school. Wise preparation... You fill in the blank. I'll tell you how Ehud got victory over Eglon, the king of Moab, and brought long-term victory to the children of Israel. He prepared wisely. And when the Spirit of God tells you don't do that, don't do that. And when the Spirit of God tells you do do that, then do that. It's pretty simple, isn't it? What What did Ehud do? He prepared wisely. Number three. Eglon, Ehud, I'm going to get them straight. Ehud patiently proceeded with God's plan. One, he trusted God and did not make excuses for the flesh. Number two, he prepared wisely. Number three, he patiently proceeded with God's plan. Now here's how that story unfolds. I love this part of the story. It begins at verse number 17. And he brought the present unto Eglon, king of Moab... We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chilhowiebaptist.com.